Today's show is brought to you by Pleasureland RV. Best in the Midwest. Learn more at PleasurelandRV.com. Welcome, everybody, to WCCO Outdoors on News Talk 830. I am Rob Jerislein, Managing Editor, Publisher of Outdoor News. Quite excited to be with you, even though I must admit we've got a, a shortened broadcast again today. The uh, T-Wolves are taking on the Houston Rockets at 6 o'clock, I believe, uh, which means 5.30 here on WCCO. The pregame will kick off, so a little shorter outdoors broadcast here today as a result, but we're going to make the most of the time. Tony Roach from Roach's Guide Service is going to join us here in about oh, 10 minutes or a little bit less. We will talk to Tony about ice conditions out there, which are highly variable. Uh, if you listen to the news uh, at the top of the broadcast, uh, we've got Hennepin County and, and other sheriff's departments around the state asking folks, be careful out there. It's inconsistent thanks to all the snow out there that, that landed insulating the ice. Uh, but we'll talk to Tony about ice conditions as well as uh, the the bite. I think it's pretty good fishing out there if you can find uh, you know good safe ice. There's no such thing as safe ice, but ice that we feel comfortable getting out on uh, and tapping for some walleyes. It is non-resident tag season, everybody. Uh, every year in outdoor news about this time, we run a story or two. Yeah, kind of reminding folks to think about if they want to go on a western big game hunt or they want to travel elsewhere for hunting, uh, this is the time to start thinking about getting your your applications in for tags. Uh, you know, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, Montana, wherever it might be. And more and more, uh, it, it takes more than one year to build the preference points, to build the points you need to go and participate in some of those hunts. But uh, nonetheless, this is the time of year to, to get thinking about that. So I thought I'd toss out that little reminder here also. We've got the DNR Roundtable coming up on January 20th. That would be a week from this Friday. Uh, perhaps next week we'll provide a little bit of a roundtable uh, preview. Uh, we'll see. Certainly, uh, you know, the, the show, what, two weeks from today, we will talk a lot about what happened at the roundtable. That's a big event. The DNR invites folks from around the state, stakeholders they call them, to participate and chime in on the agency's agenda going forward uh, for the coming year. January is a good time to do that. Uh, next weekend would normally be the St. Paul Sportsman Show weekend, but as Tony Kennedy pointed out in uh, the Star Tribune this week, I think Outdoor News mentioned it a couple weeks ago, that show is not uh, not going to happen. It sounds like it is officially over. Uh, I think attendance was declining, uh, at least a little bit for several years, and then COVID prevented the event from happening for a couple more years, and it just sounds like it uh, it never really got started again. So we will miss that. That was always a nice, <clears throat> pardon me, a right of January, a right of the new year that we would look forward to uh, in the outdoor industry here uh, in Minnesota. I also, uh, here I am uh, talking more about the Star Tribune, but Dennis Henderson's come on Friday uh, cracked me up for a number of reasons. Uh, Dennis going after the governor, Tim Walls, a little bit, uh, a lot of bit, uh, complaining about how we need basically, you know, a commission board or, or natural resources board uh, that helps eliminate politics from natural resources management in the state and, and getting after walls a bit. Um, I thought Dennis was a little rough on walls earlier in, in, in his administration. I thought, you know, give the guy a little bit of a chance. And then we got into COVID and, you know, now I'm more and more in Dennis's camp where it's like, you know what, you got let, let's show up. And the DFL uh, this past week had its what's top 12 priorities 
for the upcoming session, and only one came anywhere close to conservation, environment, you know, fish and wildlife habitat. There was one that mentioned climate change and energy. Uh, beyond that, nothing really in, in that top 10 or 12 items that, that talked about things that are near and dear to my heart and near and dear to the hearts. I'd like to think of a lot of people uh, listening to this program. Uh, one final thought, Dennis reminding everybody about uh, his uh, uh, the situation he had with with Jesse Ventura back in, I think it was April of 2001, uh, the great hunting man quote controversy that unfolded that year. Uh, it brought back a lot of memories reading Dennis's uh, column on, on Friday. Well, I know we, uh, we because we have a short show, uh, I'm not going to talk quite as much, so maybe that's a bit of a relief for, for everybody. We're going to get in a break right now. We will be back. We're going to talk about what's going on on the ice around the state with Tony Roach. Don't go away. You're listening to WCCO Outdoors. WCCO Outdoors on News Talk 830. Welcome back to the broadcast, everybody, on this Sunday, January 8th, 2023. I am Rob Line, host of the broadcast and managing editor-publisher of the Outdoor News Publications. Uh, next week we will be back. I think we're going to have a full show next week. As I mentioned, we're out at 530 today because of the Timberwolves and their away game at the Houston Rockets. Hoping next week I can get my old friend Sharon Steitler with us. She goes by the handle Bird Chick, and uh, she's a good friend. Uh, she spends a lot of time in Alaska, but uh, she's done a lot of winter bird feeding. I thought at the very least we'd do a segment with Sharon, maybe talking winter bird feeding. Not too late to pursue that hobby if it's something that interests you. Well, hey, right now the, one of the main outdoor recreation things going on, in addition to some snowmobiling, uh, we got great uh, great snow for that, of course, is ice fishing. And a longtime friend of mine, Mr. Tony Roach, uh, he operates Roach's Guide Service, roachesguideservice.com. He's going to join us now and tell us what he is seeing out there on the, uh, the lakescape, you might say. Tony, are you with me? I'm with you, Rob. How you doing? Very, very well. I know you were out today, correct? And, uh, you know, I just want to get a handle on things with someone who's spending a lot of time on the hard water. Uh, we, w- w- How would you summarize ice conditions, I guess, for starters? I'll let you talk. You know, I would say uh, not bad considering the amount of snow we've had across the state, whether you're in the metro area, Malax, I've been up fishing uh, all the way up to Red Lake. So uh, not terrible especially the big lakes i think with each storm front we've had it's been accompanied with wind and that's really helped um yeah there's certainly some drifts out there and and some slush pockets but i would say for the most part on the bigger lakes the ice conditions are pretty good uh especially the further north you get i'd say if you get winnebogosh north they didn't get this last round of snow and so you're seeing a lot of truck and wheelhouse traffic you get towards malax we're a little bit behind the times just because it's been so warm, especially this week. Uh, yeah, nighttime lows have been cooler, but uh, with that snowpack, we're not making a ton of ice. On Mille Lacs, I would say there's anywhere from 12 to 15 inches, so we're right on the cusp of being able to get out with vehicles and uh, wheelhouses and that sort of thing. Um you know, a lot of the slush that happened with the Christmas storm because we had those frigid temps and we had the wind, uh, it really froze a lot of that slush and made decent ice conditions. Now, some of the smaller lakes uh, kind of took the brunt of the snow. They were protected from the wind. And so those lakes, you're seeing a lot of slush. I did a crappie trip earlier this week where, uh, yeah, we started drilling holes and the water was, you know, kind of all around us after a while. And we hit some slush pockets. 
we were able to still get through with the ATVs and uh, UTVs and that sort of thing. But, yeah, a person could easily get stuck on some of the smaller lakes if they're not careful. You know, I'm always checking ice conditions. Me and my guides, that's our first and foremost. We always want ice safety. So we're always out drilling and checking as we're going. And, uh, you know, you're really going to see varying ice conditions across the alley. So like I, like I just said, up north people are driving. On some of the smaller lakes, there's a lot of slush. Um, you know, so you're going to want to go out and check the ice for yourself, not just uh, assume it's, it's good. You know, anytime I'm in a new body of water, especially if I don't see tracks out there, the first thing I'm doing is grabbing a chisel and, and uh, ice auger and just checking those ice conditions. Sure, sure. You know, Tony, for as challenging of ice conditions as we have here this year, it could be a lot worse. I tell you, I've talked to some some of my colleagues in states like Michigan and Pennsylvania. Uh, my guy in southern Michigan was telling me, uh, I think I was Thursday, I was talking to him. He said they got a warm-up. You know, that warm-up came through. He said all their lakes in southern Michigan, the ice melted. Uh, their, their lakes were wide open. Uh, my guy in PA said, yeah, it's 55 degrees here today in, in central Pennsylvania. He's like, I don't even know if we're going to have much of an ice season. The days are already starting to get longer. And, I, and I'm on the phone with these guys, and I'm saying, man, it looks like Siberia out here, you know, with the with all the snow that we've had. I, I think maybe there's some folks out there listening, Tony, who maybe don't understand. It seems a little counterintuitive. You think snow, well, it's just frozen water, right? That's got to be good for ice. It, it isn't, right, because it insulates the ice. Yeah, it's just like insulation. I mean, it's like insulation in your attic. Uh, you know, the more snow you have, the less ice you're building. Uh, you know, you touched on it. We, we have really good ice conditions compared to other states in the ice belt, uh, especially the further east you go. I have friends in Pennsylvania as well, and they may not have an ice season this, this year. Right. You know, I, uh, you know it, it hasn't been as bad as, as people think. Like, if they're, if it's, if, yeah, if you want to drive a vehicle out and that's your only means of getting on the lake, um, yeah, there's a lot of lakes that you're not going to be able to do that right now. But if you're walking out or taking an ATV or snowmobile, the fishing's actually been really good, you know, with these fronts that we've had and, you know, kind of the, the, the warmer temperatures and, and really not the thick ice. Uh, the bite's been pretty good. I've been on the ice almost every day other than, uh, you know, during the heart of some of these storms. And, the fishing's been good. I've been pan fishing, I've been walleye fishing, I've been perch fishing, and the bite seems to be good everywhere I've gone. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of being able to access those points. Like I said, the smaller lakes are definitely more challenging than the larger bodies of water. You know, if you're targeting walleyes and perch, you want to go to Mille Lacs, you're going to have easy access. Right now, I still recommend an ATV, a UTV, or a snowmobile. That's going to be your safest bet. Uh, Winnebagosh, same thing. Uh, if you're going up to Red Lake, Lake of the Woods, you're going to be able to drive a truck, even take a wheelhouse, maybe rent a house. So there are options out there. We're lucky in Minnesota. We always get winter. We always get ice. Uh, you know, we're kind of the hub of uh, or the, the center or the epicenter of ice fishing, if you will. So we're lucky in that aspect. We're chatting with Tony Roach from Roach's Guide Service, roachesguideservice.com. Tony is out there every day uh, fishing hard on the hard water trying to find out what's going on. And it sounds like, uh, you know, there's there's some opportunities out there. And it's only going to get better as we get into the, the heart of January, January. We've got some really cold water coming up, cold weather coming up, that is. Uh, Tony, what do you, what did you see for fishing pressure this weekend? I mean, has the confusing conditions, uh, prevented as many folks from getting out as you normally expect, or uh, are people getting motivated? 
Um, I would say the fishing pressure is way down. Um, uh, you know, certainly this time of year, you know, you're accustomed to seeing, especially like on Mille Lacs this week. I mean, I hit some of the mid-lake structure on my snowmobile and I maybe saw two or three other anglers where typically this time of year, you're seeing road systems out there, houses, uh, resorts hauling houses out. They're starting to do a little bit of that, kind of in the interior structures, the secondary brake lines. Uh, a lot of the resorts are starting to build roads. But as far as the traffic, I don't think you're going to see it until this next weekend. Um, even up on Winnebagosh, you know, I saw some wheelhouse traffic. Uh, a lot of people heading up towards Red Lake because obviously there's ice up there and they don't have mm-hmm. snow. Lake of the Woods. But, yeah, I would say overall angling pressure is way down. Uh going on a couple of these panfish lakes that I fished uh, earlier in the week before the storm. Normally you see lots of locals that have their fish houses out, skid houses, that sort of thing. And I saw maybe two fish houses that were right off the access. Uh, one person had, you know, kind of attempted to plow a road and hit some slush. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, that some of the slushier small lakes, that's going to be a little bit of a barrier. Uh, but like I said, if you can gain access where you can walk, take a snowmobile or four-wheeler, uh, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised uh, when you do get out there, you have the lake pretty much to yourself. Tony, I just got a couple minutes left, but uh, what you know, what does that lower pressure and the conditions mean for fishing? Is it, even though we're getting into January, does it still feel like an, an early ice bite out there? You know, like I say, even though we only got, what, seven weeks of walleye fishing left, sometimes all that low pressure can mean, you know, the fish are a little more willing to engage. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I would say, again, across the board, whether it was crappie fishing or walleye fishing uh, or perch fishing, the three the three species I targeted this week, the fish were biting. And, yes, I had the spot to myself. I was able to kind of search around until I found fish. Um, normally, those spots would be covered up by resident ice shelters, wheelhouses, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, the low, I think the low fishing pressure has something to do with it. But then also, you know, these fronts, you know, that post, that, that pre-storm uh, front that we had, I was crappie fishing and the fish were just biting like crazy. But then mm-hmm. let's say po- uh, that post front where we had high sun, high pressure with a full moon is usually tougher walleye fishing through the ice. Uh, they were biting as well on the So I think that in that scenario, it definitely was the lower angling pressure. People hadn't been out there to kind of spook those fish off that hump. Um, whereas the crappies, it was definitely that pre-front. I mean, they were just coming up through the hole. They were, they, you know, I was using a small spoon with a plastic, just tipped with the plastic, and literally my customers were hole hopping and just catching fish all over the place. So it was, it was fun. It's it's been a good ice season as far as catching. It's been a little bit more challenging as far as how we're getting out there and, and the means in which we're getting out there. So Tony, I'm I'm down to thirty seconds. Uh, outlook optimistic here for the for the the next six seven weeks of walleye fishing uh, is going to get better, and we're going to have some good fishing. I think so. You know, obviously you've got a lot of un, untouched water out there. So when anglers do start to engage, whether they're they're wheelhouse anglers or portables, uh, Malax Lake is is a much better bite than you saw last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lake Winnebagosh, they're biting Red Lake. Like I said, Lake of the Woods, so many small bodies of water. I think anglers are going to be pleasantly surprised, even though it's mid-January, it's still going to feel like early ice. 
Perfect. Well, Tony, thanks a lot for joining us, giving us some updates out there. I appreciate it. You're, out, you're on the ground, on the hard water, uh, seeing it for yourself, and a lot of good information for readers. Best of luck the remainder of the season, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Good luck to everybody uh, ice fishing this season. You bet. That was Tony Roach, roachesguideservice.com. Well, as I said, we are out of time. We are out of here in just a few seconds. Uh, Good luck to the Timberwolves. They're up next pregame at the bottom of the hour. They're up against the Houston Rockets. Everybody have a great week outdoors. Rob Dreesline signing off for WCCO Outdoors.